Smarter Business Finance, episode number seven, how to choose an invoice factoring company. Are you a small business owner looking to take your skills to the next level? Interested in getting real information about financing business equipment and business loans? Without the worry of getting scammed, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast with your host, Rob Mishaloff. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Smarter Business Finance Podcast. Again, episode number seven is about how to choose an invoice factoring company. And after you listen to the podcast, we're, we're, we're going to talk to a gentleman by the name of John Eccles at, at Steelhead Finance. And he's going to give a lot of great information about how to actually choose a, a company if you need to, to factor your invoices. And while John does specialize in, in truck and freight factoring, they can help virtually any company find the best home for uh, factoring invoices, whether you're in the, the trucking or freight industry or not. And after the podcast, if you'd like to contact John, the easiest way is going to be to go to smarterfinanceusa.com slash podcast. Again, that's smarterfinanceusa.com slash podcast. And there's a listing of all the episodes on that page. And just go ahead and click on uh, episode number seven, and then you'll have the show notes. And right in the beginning of the show notes, uh, I'm going to have a link to, to where you can get a hold of John. So let's have a talk with John. And here we go. Okay. So, uh, hey, everyone, we're here with uh, John Eccles. Uh, John Eccles is with Steelhead Finance. And uh, John, can you tell us a little bit about uh, who Steelhead is and, and what you do? Yeah, Steelhead Finance started actually um, over 36 years ago now. We're based out of Southern okay. Oregon, and we're, we're a factoring company. What we do is we purchase companies. We focus mostly on transportation, but we can do any company on purchasing accounts receivables. So we focus on if you have bills that are outstanding, we purchase those for you so you can pay within 24, 48 hours. And we focus on going after your customers and collecting. So we're basically all, you know, function as a back office. So you don't have to worry about chasing down every dollar. Okay. So essentially, so that's uh, accounts receivable financing. And so if your custo- if someone's customers owe them money, let's say, and they're not expecting to get paid for 30, 60, 90 days, what you're saying is they would use a company like yours and receive payment within 24 or 48 hours? Correct, yeah. They get it paid right away. And then all they have to do is basically send us the paperwork and the invoice. So for transportation, okay. that's the bill lading and a rate confirmation. The bill lading shows the job was done. Rate confirmation shows that they're getting paid. Then they create an invoice. They send that to us. We bill those three things out to the customer, but they get paid by just sending us copies of those three things. Fantastic. Now, the first time someone does it, like I'm sure you have customers that are sending you invoices every week, but the, the very first time, is it that fast or does it take a little longer? Well, as long as, so it can take a little time to set up. It can take seven to 10 business days for us to actually set you up the longest. But as long as we get the applications through the setup process, your first funding is still within 48 hours. Oh, fantastic. So, okay, John, uh, what what are the rates for factoring? You know, it doesn't matter what factoring company you talk to. It's going to be all about the gross volume amount that you factor. So, you know, okay. factoring is mostly in the transportation industry because that's the guys that have the longest people that take to pay. And they look at rates okay. between 15 to 5%. So your small one-truck guy, one fleet, he might be in that 4 to 5% range. 
where your guy that has 40 to 50 trucks, he might be in the 1.5% range. When you're looking outside of the transportation industry, it gets a little bit different. So like for manufacturers, landscapers, geez, I even had a guy that made sausages factor. Wow. Those rates can be anywhere from 1.5% up to 9 to 10% just because of the different process. Okay. So let me ask you this. When we, like if I say it's a 2% rate, and so if that's uh, uh, just for easy numbers, if it's $100,000 that's being factored, that means the cost would be $2,000. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly correct. And Okay. And now, is that over a year? Is that over six months? Over what period of time? So your rates are charged as you factor, so actually as the customer pays. So you only get charged your rates based on what you actually factor because I have some clients that, you know, they only factor about 30% of their business. The rest pays fast okay. enough. So whenever okay. you factor something, you know, we're going to get you paid within 48 hours. When that customer pays or those 30 days, 60 days, that's when we're going to take our 2% out is when the customer actually pays. Oh, okay. So if the you say that the customer's rate is 2% and that's for, let's say, 60 days, so that's not 2% a month. That's nope. uh, essentially 1% a month. So depending on the contract, you know, there's a, there's a, it seems to be a misperception in the industry that, that factoring rates are egregious, but that doesn't sound egregious to me. Well, people don't, we'll see, depends on what factoring company you talk to. Because Steelhead's a little bit unique, but not everyone does flat rates. So there are, you know, just for pure transparency, you know, you got to see that, there's some factoring companies that do 1.5% rates for everybody to 15 days, and then it jumps up every 15 days. We try to do only okay. flat rates because, okay. you know, who wants who, who you, know, you want to know what rate you're going to be charged every, you know, every time you factor an invoice. You don't want it to be a guessing game. Sure. But, you know, so now, flat, go ahead. I was just going to say flat uh, rates well, tend to be a higher percentage. So flat rates, you know, you're going to see a higher rate where we also do 30-day rate programs. So I have some customers that only work with people that pay within 30 days, and they only factor things to pay within 30 days, and you get a lower rate if you do a 30-day rate. Gotcha. Now, let's say someone factors for, say, 90 days at 5%, but then their customer takes longer than 90 days to pay. What happens then? So generally, we give 60 days to pay for a customer and in the transportation industry. So okay. You should never be working with someone that takes 90 days to pay. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to start with, you know, one of the things that we do is we give you unlimited and free credit checking if you're a client. It's part of your percentage. So before you ever work with a customer, you can call us. You can live chat with us. You can go online and just check them out so you know exactly how long that customer takes to pay and whether or not there's someone you actually want to work with. So you should never get in a situation where you factor an invoice on someone that doesn't pay, that pays in 90, 120 days or doesn't pay at all because we give you that for free. Some factoring charge per credit check. We give it to you for free as many as you want. But let's say you are working with a customer, it's been 60 days, and there is absolutely no way that we can collect that invoice. And I mean by no way, I mean we've exhausted every single effort to try and get our money back that we advanced. Sure. So do you have to pay that back? There's no way around it. Now, if that invoice ends up paying down the road, you get that money. But we've got to take it off our books because we've done everything we can to collect and for some reason or another, whether there's a claim on the load or the customer is saying that you lost paperwork, whatever's happening, we have to get our money back. So that's called a recourse. And, it, and 
we usually do it in small chunks over time. That way it's not immediate, it hits your immediate cash flow. Okay, so even though you're taking over the collecting function, if I were to factor, let's say, my freight invoices through you, I'm still technically responsible for that payment no matter what. Correct, yeah. And okay. it's funny because okay. in the industry, you hear about non-recourse, which basically recourse means if an invoice doesn't pay it back, doesn't pay, you have to buy it back. And non-recourse is supposed to be that if an invoice doesn't have to pay, you don't have to pay it back. So if an invoice doesn't pay, you don't have to buy it back at all. That's supposed to be a non-recourse program. I've yet to find a true non-recourse program because the only thing non-recourse covers when it comes to factoring companies is if a company files oh. bankruptcy. Mm. If a company okay. doesn't file bankruptcy, you're still buying back that invoice. Wow. Okay. I did not know that. that that's, a, that's a pretty important distinction. Let me, let me ask you, John, how often do you actually have, like what percentage of the time, if you were to factor a thousand invoices, how many times would you see that invoice default? Last year, it was less than 1%. Okay. Because it's, it's hard for an invoice to default. We have enough, so we know we staff more than your average factoring company, so we have the means to follow up and stay on top of things. And the only way an invoice would default is if something was wrong with it or if a customer okay. went belly up. But, you know, because of how much we spend in credit checking every year, we're not going to let you factor something that we know is there's no way that's going to collect on it because that's just going to hurt your cash gotcha. flow down the road. Gotcha. So, one of the things I've, I've, you and I have, have talked personally about a lot of times, and I know uh, that's pretty important to, to folks listening that may be considering factoring invoices, how do you spot a scam? Are, are there scams out there? There are, and I won't give any exact company names, but there's things to look for, okay? Okay. One, you always want to see the fine print, but let's start with just applications. So. Say you are shopping factoring companies and you need, you know, they need you to fill out an application before they give you a program. That's pretty typical. Okay. Sure. We have to have an application for you to a program. Now, if they want an application plus your driver's license and stuff like that before you even get a written offer, they're probably going to jump ahead of you and file a UCC off that application. Now, a unified commercial code is what gives them rights to their accounts receivables. And okay. there's a couple factoring companies out there that just based off an application will file that UCC and that means you're liable to them. Wow. They automatically lock in a contract just for filling out an application. So that's, there's only a couple of them out there that do that, but that's the first thing to look for. You know, is this contract going to obligate me to something? Okay. And how, how, how can you tell, can you look at the contract or do you have to, to ask the company? Yeah. Like how can you avoid getting locked in? If the company is going to do that and you ask them, they're going to lie about it. So asking them really doesn't work. Okay. But the way that you're going to know is they're going to send you an application and they're basically going to ask because they need certain things to file a UCC. So they might ask for, you know, sign this and send me a copy of your driver's license. Or on the application, it'll straight say this application gives us rights to file a UCC or things like that. So you just got to read okay. the fine print normally at the bottom of an application. Now, Okay, with so said, so if you – go ahead. With that said, most factoring companies on their application will have the – this will allow us to file a UCC, but they won't ask for any other documents until you've actually seen a written program. So if anybody's asking for your driver's license 
or something like that before you see in a fully written program, it's a little strange because there's no reason for okay, it. So you've actually agreed to an offer. So that's that's a great tip. And so I take it Steelhead does not ask for a driver's license with the application. No, nope. what we do is first thing we do is we fill out an application and then we put together a written offer. And the offer actually, our offer has every little detail on it. And you actually have to okay. sign that offer and send it back with your driver's license and a couple of the documents before we even take the steps to file our UCCs. Gotcha. Because what happens is, like I have a guy right now, really nice guy, who is stuck with someone who he's never factored an invoice with, so he never used them. He filled out an application, and they want to charge him $2,500 to get out. Does, in a case like that, is there any recourse, or are they just stuck? With the specific company that he's with, he's pretty much stuck. Sure, he doesn't have to factor anything with him, but now he's got to wait out that one-year contract that he got into just for filling out an application, put his termination in between 90 and 120 days. It's got to be in that exact window with this specific company. Once he puts in that termination, after 90 days, he can get out without paying any fees. Okay. But he's stuck. There's there's no way out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so is that is that the main scam, or are there other scams There's a couple that, that happen in the industry? You know, one, now, now, once you've gotten past the application and the offer, you should see basically legal documents, agreements. They should be, you know, 15 to 17 pages, if not longer. It's, it's They're pretty... You have to get them notarized, or you have to docu-sign them online. Okay. And it's, a, it's the same thing like you'd see at a bank. It's a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo that defines the stipulations of not only what we can do, but what you can do when it comes to the agreement. Now, sure. some people, some factoring companies, what they'll do is they'll send you one to two page, that just the pages that need to be notarized, and the full documents are actually a link that you have to go online and look at. So mm. that's another one because you don't know fully what you're signing on to unless you see that full agreement. So And I know on those online agreements, a lot of people just, because they're all legal, that you just scroll down and you just click a checkbox. Is that right? Yep. And people don't actually read it. Now, on the ones I'm talking about, you don't even see the full agreement unless, so you can sign it all, but you don't see the full agreement unless you actually click the little link at the bottom, then you see the full agreement. <laughs> it's the only way to and see so it. you don't even know to look for it. Is is that kind of the, the problem? So they put so they might have put things in there that you hadn't counted on. Um for example, can you elaborate on a couple of those things? Well, for example, you might not think that you're in a one year contract. And mm. it is a one year contract. You know, some people send out very basic offers. The offer has what your rate's gonna be, how long they give for the customer to pay, things like that, and unless you see the full agreement, you don't know how many days your rate is good for. You don't know how long your contract is, things like that. And those things are in the full agreements. Okay. Okay. So basically, if, you, if you're not getting a big chunk stack of documents, that's something that should make your BS detectors, like, twitch wildly. A little bit. Yeah, because it should be, okay. you know, it sucks to get a big stack of documents, but that's the agreement. And it's funny because a lot of people yeah. read it, and they're like, Holy crap, this is scary, but it's funny because if you really read any, if you read our agreement, which mind you, it took me reading yeah. it several times to understand it, it limits us and it limits you. It limits us to we can only, gotcha. we can only go after things that affect your accounts receivables. Okay. Because with factoring companies, you do have to sign what's called a personal guarantee. It's not just a company, you have sure. to sign a personal guarantee too. 
And people think, well, I'm signing a personal guarantee, so you can take my house, my, my car, my da-da-da. No, because if you read the agreement, we can only go after the exact dollar amount that we're out based on you factoring and us not being able to get paid. Gotcha. So the full agreement is what limits the factoring company and the client. And so it's important to see the whole thing. Okay. Okay. So um, let me ask you, a lot of times I'll, I'll speak to someone, uh, particularly in the trucking, but, but a lot of times in construction too and some other industries where the person will tell me, well, I'm always stuck because I'm always waiting for my customers to pay me. And you know, clearly factoring solves that problem. But when someone is when someone comes to you and says, you know, I'm interested in invoice factoring, but I don't know whether or not it's for me, how how do you determine or how do, how does your typical customer determine whether they need to factor their invoices, whether there's a a different product they need? Like, what are the basic things that the person needs to look at before deciding if they're going to factor? Yeah, they, uh, it needs to be a business-to-business -business transaction. You want your invoices going out after over 15 days. If you have customers paying within 15 okay. days and you can't wait 15 days, I would say get a small loan over factoring because it's probably going to save you money okay. in the long run. But if your invoices gotcha. are going out over 15 days, it's all business-to-business, -business, that's when you might want to look into factoring. Okay. The big benefits of factoring – in general, compared to like a bank loan or something like that, is the back office support you get. You get someone helping you with billing. You get someone calling your customers to make sure they got the paperwork, make sure they're sending the check. That makes the biggest difference. Gotcha. So the other part of it is if you're, you know, that's where the, you know, you, you want to expect someone that has a million dollars a month to need assistance with factoring or cash flow at all. Okay. But they do yeah. because they can't afford to have that entire back office and track everything and have that much staff and keep doing business. So, you know, we have really big guys that use it because they need the back office support. They need it. They need a full staff of like we have, you know, you know, to be able to track down and call on everybody to make sure everyone's paying. Gotcha. So, so essentially that part of the business that is just wasted, which is paying people to pester other people so that they, don't wait to pay you Correct. Uh, right there. Probably the factoring pays for itself is what you're telling me. Um, nobody wants to make that call. Nobody wants to make the call of, Hey, when are you send that check? But you know, I have a client who before he's factored in their bigger company, his invoices were taken 60, 75, 90 days to pay. And he had to wait for them. Those same mm -hmm. customers paid us within 21 to 30 days. Gotcha. There's only two, gotcha. there's only two big differences there. One, we're calling them two. And it's the bigger one. We're a finance company. People want to pay finance companies faster because finance companies actually reflect on your credit, unlike not paying a trucking company. Mm. If that guy doesn't actually file a credit on it, which trucking companies won't, it doesn't affect their credit to be late payment or anything like that. So having a finance okay. company backing you to collect your payments, they'll pay faster because they, they want their credit to be good. Okay. Now, one of the things I know particularly about Steelhead, because it's, it's how you and I became knowledgeable of each other, I know that some factoring companies help people with things that aren't necessarily related to factoring. Uh, can, you, can you maybe tell the listeners? I, I think it's really pretty cool the way some factoring companies, particularly yours, go out of their way to help their customers. So can you maybe mention some of those things? Yeah. 
I haven't quite found a factoring company that does everything that we do, but we're okay. not we're consultants more than we're a factoring company. The people that first work with you, first build your programs, first bring you on board, their title is a consultant. Their job is to consult you, to make sure your company stays in business, to make sure it grows, to make sure our job, our number one priority is still have finance, to make sure you stay in business. That's okay. our number one priority. If you want to grow, we want to help you grow. So, you know, I'll focus on the trucking industry because it's the number one thing we work with. You know, we've helped people with insurance when they were going to be okay. out of business because they couldn't afford their insurance. So we help them find a better insurance program. We help them find wow. equipment financing if they're looking to add trucks sure. or if they have a breakdown. Once again, for the trucking company, dispatch companies. So we go out of our way to connect them with a dispatch company. What a dispatch company does is if a guy is struggling to find loads on his own, they can hire a third-party dispatch company, which basically is an experienced guy who knows how to find the freight to find freight for him. Mm. Sure. Um, you know, it's there's so many things we help with. We help people with their DOT and safety audits, which is a big one. We partner with a lot of companies okay. because when you first start getting out there, especially in the trucking, you're going to get these audits from the from the government. You fail an audit, you're out of business. So wow. we make sure that you know to educate you about the audits and. If you're going to need assistance passing the audit, we partner up with someone who can help you pass. Gotcha. So other than that, what's the best way for somebody to choose a factoring company? The best, you know, do your homework. I'm always telling people, okay. go online. If you're talking to a factoring company, don't. Google is a powerful tool. Go online and Google their name with complaints and reviews and see what you find. But you got to find okay. a factoring company that fits you best. And it's going to change from business to business. And every factoring company, of course, wants your business. But at Steelhead Finance, you know, we're kind of unique. We're going to tell you maybe we're not the best fit because every factoring company has different parameters. So it really comes down to what type of business you're running. Okay. Who would be like a bad fit? Like in what cases would you talk to somebody and say, well, you know, maybe you ought to look at my competitor. Do you do that? And yeah. you tell them, you know, these guys are really better at this than that. You know, the number one thing that I send people to competitors with is what I call, well, what Steeler calls concentrations, putting all your eggs in one basket. There's some companies out there that just want to work with one customer. And okay. unfortunately, working with one customer is the number one thing that puts people out of business. Sure. So if that's if that's what you want to do, nine times out of ten, I'm going to say to somebody that doesn't have concentration limits, they don't care if you do 100% with one. There are a few factoring companies out there like that. Most factoring companies will set credit limits based on each customer and only allow you to do so much to a certain percentage with these customers. But there are some factoring companies out there that allow you to do 100% with one customer. That's what you want to do. So, mm. you know, talking to me, I'll make sure that we're a good fit. And if we're not a good fit, for whatever reason, and like I said, that one, that one's probably the biggest. I'll make sure you're you okay. with someone who, who can actually work your, your portfolio. And I've, I've passed on some big deals that way because I knew we weren't going to be a best fit. You know, I sent a, uh, I think they did 800000 a month over to a competitor because I just knew with the credit rating of their customers and how much, and they only had like two customers, that there was just mm. no way that we were going to be able to factor as much as they wanted with each customer. So I had to pass them off to somebody else. Sure. Now, what at what concentration level does your company start to get a little nervous where you're saying, you know, maybe – you need to t deal with a company that's going to charge you a little higher rates than we will and is willing to accept more risk. You know, we try we try to help you keep your concentration limit at about 20%. We try. Okay. Now, 
Beyond that, it's on a case-by-case -case basis. If a company has a great credit rating, are we going to go higher than 20%? Of course. If you're working with someone that has stellar credit ratings, you know, we might go 30, 40, 50% of a concentration before we start getting worried. But ideally, you want to keep your concentrations, your amount that you do with each different company to 20%, because that's where you're safest. You know, if one of your customers, you have five different customers split evenly and one goes out of business, so you all of a sudden lose 20% of your future revenue, it's going to hurt, but you're not going to go under. Yeah. If you're doing 60% with one customer and that customer goes out of business, bye. Goodbye. Yeah, That's you're done. over. Yeah. And I've seen cool. 100 truck companies go out of business because they had 70% of their business with one customer. Something happened, and they're gone within a few weeks. Wow. A few weeks. That, that's pretty quick. Yeah. So uh, another thing that you, you've touched on a, a couple times during the call is that one-year contracts. How hard is it to leave a factoring company? And, yeah, like just how hard is it to leave if once you're signed up with a factoring company? Depends. And does factoring with one company mean you can't factor with two companies at once? Is that you correct? You only have one factoring company at a time because okay. we have to follow that unified commercial code, the UCC, in order to be able to purchase your accounts receivables. So who's ever in okay. first position is who has rights to your accounts receivables. So only one factoring company at a time. And then as okay. far as how hard is it to get out of factoring companies, it depends on the contract and the factoring company. Okay. We try. You know, some people want very, you know, we don't build, some people want very special parameters. They want exceptions when they're coming on board as a client. The only time Steelhead does one-year contracts is if we're doing something special, like we're doing a really lower rate or, you know, it's something unique for that customer. That's when we look at one-year contracts. Okay. Other than okay. that, we keep it to a 90-day termination window, which means that okay. at any time you can give us 90-day notice and we'll start closing out your portfolio so that you can branch away. But based on the factoring okay. company and the contracts, some of them can be really hard. I've seen, you know, one-year contracts, you have to give both an email termination and a certified letter termination between 75 and 120 days of your contract ending. If you don't get it, if it's a day late or a day early, they don't accept it and automatically roll you into another one year. Wow. Wow. So if I'm hearing you correctly, your company essentially – you provide a bunch of value, you make it easy to get out, and you say to your customers, we're going to provide you so much value, you're not going to want to get out. Exactly. I, I think in my years here, I've maybe started two or three companies off on a one-year contract. I get everyone to start off on just the basic 90-day termination window. Okay. But most of my clients, after three, four, five months, I would say about 80 to 90% of my clients, you know, in order for me to get them a lower rate, they all are okay with signing a one-year contract. But I push for you not to start in one year because got to make sure it's a good fit. Got to make sure you actually need the services. You know, maybe in 90 days, maybe in six months, maybe you don't need it anymore. So okay. it's, it's better to not be in a one-year contract and have the flexibility. Gotcha. So uh, I think we're just about – about to wrap up. If someone wants to, now let, let me ask you, I know you mostly deal with folks in the trucking industry. 
folks that do not drive a truck, you can still help. So if they want to contact you, and we're going to have a link in the show notes of, of how to contact John and start working with Steelhead if that's something that you're interested in. Are there any types of companies you will not work with? You know, there are some. Like, we don't do hazmat. So if you're working with anything that's hazmat, we won't work with it. It's almost impossible okay. to factor. Construction okay. is also challenging to factor because of some of the ways that they do, some of the ways the industry works. But once again, I'm a consultant. I'm not just steelhead. So I talk to people all day long that will never, ever be clients of mine because there's no way I can work with them, but I find homes. Sure. So I don't mind answering questions and helping out. Okay. So I've yet to find someone who's called me who needed factoring that I wasn't able to at least find a home for them. <laughs> okay. So essentially, if you need factoring, don't worry that John may not be the best fit for you because John, you'll, you'll tell them. Yeah. And, and potentially help them find a, a better home. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, I like to be pretty much as clear cut as possible. And if I'm not a good fit, I'm going to let you know. And then if you need, and then I, I've been in the industry long enough that I know what factoring companies are good and who works with what to be able to refer you to someone who will be able to assist, take you on and help you out. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show, John. I really appreciate it, and I think you're going to help a lot of people. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me, Rob. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Smarter Business Finance Podcast with your host, Rob Micheloff, online at SmarterFinanceUSA.com, Twitter at SmarterFinanceU, and on Facebook.com slash SmarterFinanceUSA. We'll catch you next time.